0: Well, that noise doesn't show up because I didn't hit the mic yet. Yeah. So he did a funny woo noise that he's not gonna do again that you don't get to hear because he decided to go too early. It's what I deal with people.
1: Don't start me talking it's back again. Da 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 two. Doing a little East Coast swing. Ah. more music more music more music more music
0: paula abdul yes balla and the ghouls
1: you got it right balla and the ghouls is a great band name (laughs) balla and the ghouls
0: yeah all right balla and the ghouls that's the band name. You want to know the real band name that I have stored in my head? What's that? I've always thought that this was a cool idea, and if I have a band, it's going to be the first thing that I propose. Is uh, First, there has to be like an introduction song yeah. of why this is the name, because I think people will immediately think, like, oh, you're copying a video game or something. The Sonic Attack. And the reason I like The Sonic Attack is because in like 2014, there were reports out of Cuba that diplomats had been attacked... Using sonic guns that caused them to have migraines and headaches and nosebleeds.
1: Yeah, it wasn't all the fucking Quaaludes they were doing.
0: No, no, of course not. But I think that's really fucking cool. And, like, it basically disappeared. Like, they were like, no, that never happened. I don't really believe it never happened. Like, it seems like the kind of thing that, like, could happen. You know, there's all sorts of sonic shit out in the world they do. Um,
1: They've got those big... What? Hedgehogs
0: see that's why I was like people are just gonna think it's a video game thing which I think works in favor of the band but then you do a first song that's about sonic attacks Yeah. and it's like you know it's gotta sound like fucking revolution or something mm. but be, like really heavy really hard dun, 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 dun,
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah that's the band name I got in my head I actually at one time registered Facebook groups and stuff just in case Then never met anybody who wanted to do a band
1: cause like you don't no, I, I, I have no musical talent whatsoever. It's not I, that he doesn't have
0: musical talent. It's that you have no interest and you got no gumption.
1: That That's correct. Mm. I do have zero gumption, even though I am wearing a... Suspendies. The, uh, it's naked below the, the, the table, though. Yeah,
0: which yeah. is unpleasant
1: for me because it's right there. Yeah, and I haven't washed in oh. a long while, so there's an odor. Yeah. Yep. vision We are
0: off to a start, folks. Uh, th- season two. Season two of Don't Start Me Talking, um, which we started in the last episode, technically. Yeah. But this is the real start of season two. You can tell because of the haircut. This is the real McCoy. Yeah. Um, whatever that means. We're, we're going to get back on track with uh, some actual topics. Yeah. Um, a little bit more. Yeah. We're, we're definitely still going to do the sort of loose yeah. vibe of it and like when things come up, but I think it's better to sort of have that stuff. I'm going to stop hitting the fucking table is
1: what I'm going to do. Because I keep on. I've told you. I've told you that. We're not an ASMR. Yes, I. I've told you this. Well aware. I've told you. Very well aware. Very well aware. Something weird. This is don't start me talking. I'm Rick Owens, and I'm not this guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm
0: doing okay. I'm doing better. Uh, yeah. How
1: are you doing? I'm doing pretty fucking good. That's despite good. Despite the fact that we're launched into uh, infinite void blackness. At yeah, like, d-
0: of the dark of, of New England winters. New England but this win- is fantastic for the lighting. Yeah. So we're fine with it. But yeah, yeah um, it's like 5 right now. I almost said 6, which I should have, but I said 5.59. You were true. I said 5.59 because it is 5.59. It's not even 6 o'clock yet. I'm still talking, and it's still not 6 o'clock. Still not 6 o'clock. Now it's 6 o'clock.
1: Speak your truth, Queen. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I do go off sometimes. You do go off, and then you come back, but then we're like, why? Why?
0: that hurt more than i thought it would
1: anyways that's what she said
0: ah! um, today we're talking uh a lot of stuff but we're talking music we are and um i i mean like i brought this about because i've i've gone on an odyssey of finding music over the last couple of years you have which we talked about in the last episode a little bit yes but because um again the beatles decided to come out with more shit uh it just dove right back in so right back into the cesspit yeah um if you don't know anything about me, uh, I have been, like, obsessively OCD collecting music for many years. Um, it started, ironically, with the two Beatles sets in 2009. It's... It, I, I will say, I saw the Marvels today, so that'll date when this was recorded. And um, there was a fantastic sequence with Cats. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like Cats and you don't go to see that movie, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. That's what Fuck I think. Fuck you. And especially if you're like, oh, women, like, no, 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 it was a solid flick. Like, it was better than Thor, uh, Ragnarok. Love and Thunder?
1: Love and Thunder, yeah. Love and
0: Thunder was a new one. And it was better than Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, I will, I'll do a quick review. Go ahead. I, I would say it's about a B for me. I enjoyed it a lot. My only problems were the body flipping stuff wasn't really well defined in the beginning, so it was very confusing and jarring and, like, I was trying to... Like, place where Monica Rambo was at certain points in that scene, and it's like she's everywhere, she's nowhere. I, I don't know, she like kept showing up and then disappearing, and then they wouldn't show her where she ended up, so it was just confusing.
1: Because you're everywhere to me when I close my eyes. You see this? No talent, he you, says. I no I talent, see. he says. No, no, no. It's not everything no everything I know that makes me believe. That's I'm not alone. <laughs> People do, I tell uh, oh, you, what's I, this? What is this? Uh, it's your
0: inner ear. It's you're closing your inner ear so that you can hear yourself. You don't. That's a real thing. My ears don't work. No, no. You see this part of your ear right here? Yeah, yeah. You just kind of press that in, and then you you hear yourself on like, it's like having a speaker in your in your head so that you can hear your own voice because normally you don't hear it very well. You jerk. You learn stuff every do day. Do it. Do it right now. Just press that press that part down. Hello. Oh. You see?
1: My God. There's
0: a reason for it. They're trying to make sure that they're sounding right. So, you know. Uh, All
1: right. But the joke is, they never sound right when I see people doing that. Because they suck. In, in shows and shit, you know? Because they suck. You know? That's like a... Yeah. That's like the... It's
0: it's a real thing for when you're on stage and there's too much noise. If you have headphones on and you're, like, pressing yeah. them in to be like, yeah, in the studio, you're an idiot. Yeah. But, no, no, there's a, there's a genuine reason for that. All yeah. right. I'll stop sticking my finger in my ear now, but, you know. But the Marvels... Um, I think, uh, like I said, one of the most fantastic cat sequences in any movie ever. You, called, um, you summoned him with the cat talk. I did, is what I did. And uh, that's okay. Um, but for the most part, really, really good. There was a, a musical planet. And that was the most disappointing part of the whole film. Because at first it starts out and you're like, oh, dude, they're doing like a Bollywood style uh, like musical sequence. And then none of the songs are memorable. None of that's very good. Yeah. And then it moves into this cat sequence, which has a song, I'm not going to spoil that, has a song underneath it that is marvelously chosen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, no pun intended. It's just the word for it. It's amazing. My Girl's Pussy? Uh, Harry Roy. Harry Roy's song. This is the kind of stuff we're going to talk about. Or like the dirty old records, like
1: oh. uh, Rotten Cocksuckers Ball by the Clovers. Uh, Lu- Lucille Bogan, I believe is her name. And she has some of the raunchiest, dirty songs ever. I got nipples on my titties, yeah, big yeah, as yeah. the end of my thumb. Yeah, came out in 1927. Before everybody
0: in the country started self-censoring, because yeah, that was a big, that was yeah, a big problem um, in the 1930s uh, when the um, essentially red like red scare the, and yeah the, yeah, the government got involved because they were afraid of the communists and they were afraid of the communist ideas like spreading through film and stuff. So. As a precaution, Hollywood started censoring itself because yeah. they didn't want government intervention. But what happened was, it goes from you know this uh, era where you have really loose um, storylines with you know sex and prostitution, and, mm. um, gambling and gangsters and all this stuff, and then it just kind of like stops dead. It's like 1935 or something, and then after that, everything was sanitized until the really like the 60s and the the whole like new film movement started up. Like Rebel with a Cause was considered
1: edgy. William, buddy, it's always good to see you, but not right now. Motown, William, back again. Let me, let me, let me. Doing a little East Coast swing. Look at him. Let
0: me just do it that. All
1: comes together. What's up, buddy?
0: I know he's we're a, old he, friends. He's a good
1: boy. He's a good boy. He, he is, is a, a very good boy. He's handsome. Handsome man. Most times. Look at him in his prime. How do, friend? Sniffing the microphone. Oh, rubbed it against. He, he likes you guys. See that? See that? See that? He's spreading his scent all over. It is frustrating. It's frustrating. He smells it's like lavender. Do and we
0: have a box? Do we have a box for him? Hmm? Hmm?
1: A box? Now you're just hmm? projecting because this is the exact same thing I told your parents, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted a box. All of this sh- is getting cut. I wanted All a- of it. All of it.
0: So this is, don't start, no, Um, (laughs) no, we are gonna, but, um, for the most part, uh, I really liked the Marvels, I liked the tease it sets up at the end, and I liked what I think they're gonna do, I I was talking to my cousin, um, who is now in Hawaii on his honeymoon, which will also date this recording, um, I was talking to him today about it, Hmm. and he had his own theory about what they're, what they're gonna do, and, um... I think that that's a cool idea. I think overall, Marvel needs to fucking figure out
1: their shit. Yeah, figure it out.
0: It's too complicated. It's too crazy.
1: I I don't care anymore.
0: Yeah, I I just watched all of Loki, and people online were like, oh, glorious purpose, he finally, like, ascended, and he does his thing. I, I did not understand any of what was going on, and I had to keep going back and being like, oh, so we're just gonna unwrite, like, the whole show, like, it doesn't matter? Okay. Yeah. I, it just lost it for me. This is the third movie that I've seen from Marvel where there's like a universe like portal being opened between yeah. multiverses or some shit. Yeah. And the, oh, that's the big threat. We got to close it. It's like you did that with Loki. You did that with Spider-Man. You did that now with Captain Marvel. Uh, well, Marvel's.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, okay, find something new. It worked in this one kind of because of what they do with the very, very end. But like they they gotta figure out their their stuff because well, my thing with
1: that is like I, I don't mind if they do the multiverse thing, but they always subdue it, and it's like I like I really like the first Doctor Strange because yeah. it was fucking weird, right? It was weird, like you know I saw it, that IMAX and the
0: visuals were insane. Yeah,
1: you have all this crazy shit happening. You have mm. so much opportunity, but it's always the same one line beat fucking jokes that they do. Yeah. That Marvel's become like fuck, like oh, oh. William. Marvel's become like a whole thing where it's predictable now. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't care about fucking. If I find out that a show has a a uh, like time travel thing, instantly out. Yeah, I don't care anymore. It's it's also gotten
0: so convoluted. I mean, like the biggest example for me of like a show, it was just too complicated and crazy. Was um, Legion. Yeah, which visually, amazing. They did some stuff on that show that I don't think they'll ever be able to do on TV again. And they, they did some things with the mutants that I thought were excellent. Overall, though, I don't know what happened on Legion, which is, at at its core, it's about this dude who has multiple personalities. I don't even know. At the end of that show, I don't even know what he is. I know he's Professor X's son, and his personalities have different powers or something. And he's super dangerous, so they're trying to contain him, and they can't. And then it all just goes crazy. Like, I don't... Mm. I don't know what the through line of these shows is anymore.
1: Um, It's like watching Donnie Darko, but if Donnie Darko had also 17 other, like... Yeah. And at the end, you're just kind of like... Everyone tells you, oh, yeah, it means this or it means that. Like Nobody the fuck knows what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like... You know.
0: But anyway, that's... uh, you know, the state of cinema right now is that there there are movies that come out that are like Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. and there are movies that come out that are like,
1: you know, uh, The Marvels.
0: And that's kind of
1: it. Like, there's no middle ground of there's, like... There's no new ideas, really. It's all kind of like... And that's hacky and to say now.
0: It, no, it is, because it's just generally like, yeah, but there's never been new ideas, but then it's like... But, but they're, they're just repackaging yeah. the same movie, yeah. you know, like it, it was cool when they were taking like, oh, we haven't done this kind of a book as a movie. Yeah. But we've done every book. We've done every movie. I mean, you watch something like everything everywhere all at once. And it's just like, yeah, what is that? That's new. That's original. Mm. It, it's also like, oh, well, it's got elements of the Matrix. It's got elements of this. It's got elements of that.
1: But yeah. it does so in a way that's entertaining. There's nothing new under the sun. I, I get that. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is the main part of these stories, like a good 50 or 60 percent, is just, like, taken from something else. Yeah. And like you said with uh, the movie. Uh, Everything Over All At Once. You can do that well. But just make a good fucking movie. Yeah, you have all the money in the world, right? And the the thing about that movie
0: too was um it it its through line its emotional through line is extremely similar to something like Turning Red. Turning Red is about a girl who um, turns into a red panda,
1: mm. and it's like yeah. an allegory
0: for yeah. her coming into her own, having a period, and like becoming a woman, and then like also being under the crushing weight of the expectations of like her mom. And uh, as, you know, an Asian girl in Canada, like, what that's like. Okay. And very, very similar to the through line of Everything Everywhere All at Once. I loved both of those movies. They did a great job with that that emotional story. And then they built on top of that something unique in both cases. Um, I didn't expect where Turning Red was going to go. Certainly couldn't have anticipated, it, like, have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? I haven't. Okay, so there's there's a bunch of sequences that are just insane but i never thought that i'd be sitting in a theater watching two rocks have a conversation in subtitles and be like crying
1: mm.
0: so that was you know and then there's there's stuff like the whale and there's you know there are original things still happening of course but they're buried and like the reason i went to see the marvels is because it bombed it bombed hard and like i just saw it it didn't deserve to bomb it's a, good, it's a good movie. It's better than what they just put out for Thor and Ant-Man, who are more bankable stars and heroes. And Brie Larson was great in the movie. I liked, I liked um, Iman um, I, I, I. The whole movie, I kept trying to place the villain. And then at the very end, I'm like, okay, now it's going to tell me. And it came up on the screen, and her name is Zawa, and I have no idea who she is. No idea. I If I look up and, and look on the computer, I could probably find out. But I'm just like, ah, it bugged me the whole movie. Because I know that face. And I was like,
1: Zawa, who are you?
0: We're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out, gonna out gonna for find you. Out See that? Knows. See and then that? we're going to get to
1: the music discussion. Look, look at that. Like yeah. and subscribe, please. This, this is the please.
0: technology we can use when Willie is not stepping all over it. Look at and this. If, and if all that was cut out, just know that a cat interrupted this stream twice to walk all over... Three the, the thrice we're gonna talk about thrice. Well, yeah. And there he is down there. He knows. He knows. Um okay. Zawe Ashton. Zawe Ashton. And Zawe Ashton is she was in Velvet Buzzsaw Saw, which I saw. Um
1: yeah, that's it. <laughs> I the
0: which whole movie Good for her. I knew her from something. She was in Sherlock. Okay. She was in *Misfits* and *Handmaid's Tale*. That's it. She's Una in *The Handmaid's Tale*. That's what I know her from. I stopped watching that. Um, I used to watch that with a former friend of yours, uh, and we would text about it. Yeah. And um, it got to a point where I, I
1: literally texted her like, "I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> this is terrible." I'm like, "It's to me that like if this is your thing." So my thing with entertainment, um, I watch mainly comedies. Yes and stuff of that nature. And I don't yet, I don't do it, a lot of dramas, but, like, when I do, I'll throw it on there. But, to me, Handmaid's Tale was, like, misery porn the whole fucking yeah, time.
0: It, I would have I been like, fine with Handmaid's Tale if they didn't give her, like, four opportunities to leave and she didn't take any of them until she was basically, like, in a position where she could not go back. Like, she had other people yeah. with her. And then she gets out, and then immediately, like goes and kills the guy and, like, all this crazy shit that, like, she didn't need to do and she just ends up making everything worse. And, like, I I hate the the government of Gilead in that show. I think that all that shit is crazy. Hmm. But, like, they made Elizabeth Moss? Is that her name? Y- yes. They made her so unlikable and there was an episode she directed that, in particular, I was just like, this is garbage. Like, the... I can't watch this anymore. And I just stopped. I, I was like, I'm I'm done. I'll I'll read one day, I'll read the synopsis, but like the last season ended with her and um Spoilers. I'm not spoiling anything worth anything, so I'm not I'm not gonna say that these are spoilers.
1: I retract my statement. Thank you.
0: She's on the train with the, the woman who was the commander's wife at the house that she was a handmaid of. And they uh, there's a baby that Serena Joy has, and there's also the baby that Alfred was gonna have for them. It's a very convoluted story. Um, but like they're both on this train leaving Canada or maybe going to Canada. And I read that and I was just like, I'm not watching this. I'm not I'm not going back and watching this episode. But the state of, of movies is very bad, which is why I prefer to listen to music.
1: Segway. Segway. Segway.
0: Um so, you got a couple of records.
1: I do have a couple of records. And I got a couple of records. I have
0: one record that's actually mine that I'll talk about, and then I've got other records that I'm going to try my best to talk about that are not mine. Old. But,
1: old my old. My roommate, Old Honey Badger. Gave old Honey
0: sp- Badger. Is he up there? No. Oh, yeah, he is. He's right there. There uh, he is. Yeah. That's Rick's roommate. He's uh, a, um,
1: he's a, he's an angry beast of a man. He, well, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Scottish!
0: Uh.
1: And, uh. Yeah, he he kind we were t- we were bringing out our records to talk about today and he kindly took from his uh multitude of uh different <laughs> records over there. He was like, "Here, he talk about these." He he does have a lot.
0: Um he has a lot of hip hop. He has a lot of um there were a few that he was handing me that he was just like, "Yeah, these." And I was just like, like there are Smokey Robinson. I've met Smokey Robinson. I I love Smokey Robinson's music. I didn't know a single song on either of those two albums. Yeah. And also like you know, like what do I talk about with them? You know, if I if I'm using them as props, so I was like, eh, I'll put
1: those back on the shelf. Talk about the ones that I do know something about, but let's start with yours. Uh, mine, all right. So I recently purchased on Amazon a record player that I, I haven't had one since I moved back, and I do have some vinyls in storage, but I just have two right now that I'm going to talk about. Number one is my karaoke karaoke favorite. It's uh, good old Marty Robbins, Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs. To me, this is like a perfect album because they all flow together. There's like 12, 14 songs on there. They all flow together, and they're all amazing. Uh, Big Iron is on there from, uh, you know, Fallout, Cool Water, which uh, Tim Nelson... Blake. Blake sings in the beginning of... Uh, is it a brother? Where are them? No, 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 no. no. Ballad they're... of Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. waters on there. But every single song on this album, I think, is great. I like. Uh, over the summer, I was out doing yard work, painting a fence. I just threw this fucking on on YouTube. Yeah, listened to the whole fucking thing. The day went by. It was a, a whole like you know Tom Sawyer esque. Mm sort of thing.
0: It's interesting. On the front of the album, this is the original album cover, and I know that because there are bonus tracks that aren't featured on yeah. there, namely
1: Streets of Laredo, I noticed, which yeah. I was like, "Ooh." And on the back, you got old good old Marty himself. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a good, it's a great freaking album. I'll say that. I, I love it. Um mm. it's one of my favorites. And yeah. All right. I guess I'll go on one of mine. Go ahead.
0: My my only one well, really, yeah, and then go, we'll get on to ahead. all of uh, Honey Badgers records there, Chris. Um, so I picked this up today, and this is actually the second copy... I'll do the same thing you did. This is actually the second copy I own of this, and technically I will own three on vinyl, because Now and Then and this version of Love Me Do, they come on the Red and Blue compilations, which are Lost in the Mail. Oh, happy day! Yes, Lost in Translation. That doesn't apply here. Anyways, um... So this uh this record is uh pretty good. I I would say it's between the t- Oh,
1: don't cry now. You said a meme. I'm talking
0: about Beatles. You can't cry.
1: <laughs> You're being a real John Lennon right now. I feel like his wife. Thank you.
0: Anyways, um I love that that meme I sent you that meme song. There's a song and I'll post a I'll post a link down the bottom. I think that everybody on the planet Earth should hear this song. And um I'll also put up the album cover because it's called Eat Ass by the Beat My Wifels, which I think is tasteless but funny. And um hey, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Uh because people always come down to John Lennon for that. John Lennon slapped his wife once. Ringo Starr beat the shit out of his wife Barbara. And you can you can look into that. Love, love, love. Peace and love, Ringo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know what you did. Anyways, um, I'm taking shots at Ringo Starr here. I love Ringo Starr as a musician. I really do. And he has a song on his album, Ringo, that was written with Paul McCartney called uh, Six O'Clock, one of my favorite all-time songs, um, where he kind of reflects on how he has not been the best of people. And from what I've heard, since the 1970s, when he stopped drinking, he's not a bad dude. I don't know. I don't know him. But yeah. I just don't want Ringo Starr to kill me in my sleep.
1: He looks like he could. Anyways, um, the song
0: is called uh, It's Okay to Leave Your Dog in a Hot Car. And um, it's sourced by various people, but somebody took the Rubber Soul cover and did like a crappy cartoon drawing of all the Beatles. And then up in the top, in almost the rubber font... uh, Well, you'll see it because it's on here. But almost in the Rubber Soul font (laughs) is just Eat Ass. And it is one of the most tasteless, amazing (laughs) things on the internet. But this song... Um, it falls between the two anthology tracks for me. I've always really liked the song Real Love. I've never really liked Free as a Bird. I like the music video because it's real sentimental, but like, eh. Hmm. This one falls right in between. I like it. It's kind of like almost, um, a reflection on the whole band. But it's also, I feel like this song will be used to like, for people to thank each other. Because the lyrics are like, I know it's true. It's all because of you. And if I make it through, it's all because of you. Which I'm saying to you right now. Because I mean that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's the power of the Beatles right there. The power. So this one I picked up today. Um, I was actually buying gifts at Target, and I didn't expect to find it because I've been scouring online to see if this particular red vinyl version from Target was available. And the only place that had them was Lincoln. And I went to Lincoln, and they didn't have them out. And I was too afraid to ask because I, I didn't want to be the guy, who you got Beatles in the back. So then I looked and it was plain, plain field mass, plain view mass, plain tin mass. What?
1: All right, anyways. Um, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. You go up and be. Do you have the Beatles in the back? And they're like, yeah, now and then.
0: <sighs> this is the, the second time I've picked this up. I said this to you earlier as I was walking out the door. But um, second time that I've picked this up because I have the seven inch um, the uh, marble vinyl as well. And uh, I said to you, yeah, I pick it up every now and then. Yeah,
1: and I stole it from you. It's true. He stole
0: it from me, which is why I told the original. You're Tesla and I'm Edison right now. Well, I'm fine with that, actually. It turns out. Be careful. Be careful. Okay. Fuck. Anyways, so this is the 12-inch vinyl maxi single. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to show this wasn't just to show off. This clock, there's a story behind this clock. Did I already tell you this story? I believe so. Well, I'm going to tell it again. This clock was purchased in Providence, Rhode Island. It was done by an artist um, out of Providence. And if I slice this open, I could find out because it says it on the inner label. But George Harrison's son, Danny, went to Brown University in the 90s. This clock was purchased in 1997 in Providence, Rhode Island. And it says on it now and then, Olivia Harrison who manages George's estate, um, was on the phone with Paul and he was saying, yeah, I'm going to finish the new track. It's called Now and Then. And they had been working on it in 1995 and she literally had this by the phone and saw it and went like, holy shit. So then she sent the clock to them to take photos of it. So it's funny, it's credited. It's like clock artwork, original clock artwork by this guy. um, And his name will be because I have another one that's open that I can get the info from, and then it says like photography by this guy.
1: I don't so, know what to do with my hands.
0: So there's like a little little providence thing going along with this, and then the cover people,
1: you know, hate it. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like hotel blinds. Like yeah,
0: I, like I get that it was some um, new age artist, and they were very you know, oh, we got to have this guy. He's got um. Uh, an art exhibit that might be called Now and Then or something too Uh, so it's like "Eh." but when you put this next to the covers of the Red and Blue albums which is what this is really here to promote um, they they reissued the Red and the Blue compilation albums it's the photo from Please Please Me and the photo from Get Back that they didn't get to use until two years ago when they put out the Let It Be set and they gave you that big version of Get Back hmm. well they gave me
1: I should say because I got it he he got it he's seen Um, everything
0: but this uh, does have the same lines on it as the Please Please Me cover. I just think that they could have done better. If they had taken literally the photo from Get Back or from the other side of the Red and Blue compilations and that was the cover, I'd be fine with that. But this yeah. is, it, it It just, it's nothing. And the, one of the things about the Beatles that I noticed, I got that Singles Collection, um, you know, uh, every album that they have has them on it. And I never thought about that before, but it's like, oh, every time that we see a Beatle album, like we're checking in on the Beatles, like, oh, meet them, you know, especially in America, it was like, introducing the Beatles, it's a picture of the Beatles, yeah. meet the Beatles, it's a picture of the Beatles, like something new, it's a picture of the Beatles. And then like, yellow submarine in 1969, like now we're cartoons. Mm, yeah. Like, it. but every time... It was them. And some people are going to say, like, oh, the White Album is all white. It's like, yeah, when you open the fucking cover, it's four pictures of the Beatles, and they give you four pictures of the fucking Beatles in the White Album. So I think that might have been part of their success, and to not have them on the cover is weird. Like, Free as a Bird is a drawing by John, and that just kind of feels appropriate. It's like a guy with birds all over him. Like, this goofy pose, I'll put it up. And then Real Love, which was the next year, that single was a picture of the Beatles. So to do the final Beatles single and not have a picture of them or anything, not to use Klaus Vormann, who did the art for Revolver, or somebody that they they worked with before, it's just odd to me.
1: Can I speak to the people real quick? Do you mind if I have a minute of the soapbox time? Of course. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So uh, any artist out there, I'm an artist, right? Look at me. Art. I'm about it. But if you're into that shit, and you do that shit, and you yeah. call you, you call that art, I want you to go down to your local gas station, fill up your tank, pay the underpaid worker there, maybe give him a tip you're feeling generous, which you aren't. They don't, let you, they don't
0: let you give tips at gas stations?
1: Well, you can give it on the sly, you know. I've been there. If he gets caught, he'll get fired. <sighs> don't give a tip. <laughs> Fuck him, right? <laughs> Because that's what you're doing here. You're saying, fuck them. So I want you to fill up your, your 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 tank, get all your snacks that you need. I want you to turn on your vehicle, rev up, and fuck off. I think that's fair. Thank you. Um, this has been a Rick Soapbox moment. Got a willy hair on it. Willy hair. It, it's all over the place. I, I'm surprised I don't have a full head of hair right now. Um Thank you, genetics. Yeah. Hair everywhere else. I I come out of the water. If I go go in the ocean, I look like the fucking... I'm made of kelp. (laughs) Top of my head? Nope. So I see uh, that you have another record there. I do. Let's get on to that instead of Hmm. the other thing I was... (sighs) So... My second album is my favorite band of all time. Um, It is The Pogues. Shane McGowan there. Thank you for holding it. Mm. It's If I Should Fall From Grace With God. Um, Another one of these records uh, that I just love every single song on there because there's so much variety in the tracks themselves because you get a lot of that jaunty punk like uh, Celtic rock music in there. With like, um, If I Should Fall From from Grace With God, that's very upbeat, you know. And then you also have really, really like soul-crushingly sad songs. Like Thousands Are Sailing, "Fairy Tale of New York, that's probably the the best Christmas song of all time in my opinion.
0: I I don't know if I would say it's the best Christmas song of all time. It is definitely in the top ten. It's up there. If not the top five. It's an amazing song, and every time that I hear it, I, I stop and I listen, even if it's yeah. not Christmas. It, that's just a good song. It, it's incredible. Um, I don't know if it's the best Christmas song. It, it is time. for me, that's, because I'm, that's I'm fair biased. I'm biased. It's fair to say that it's the best Christmas song for you. Yes. But um, best Christmas song of all time is uh, Darlene Love, uh, Baby, Please Come Home. That's oh. the best Christmas song yeah. of all time. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint, just but cut, as everybody out there knows... Um, just, just cut me out from, yeah, from under yeah. my feet and, and if I had to pick a number 11 best Christmas song of all time, it's um, All Alone on Christmas by Darlene Love off of the soundtrack for Home Alone 2 and also A Very Special Christmas, which was a uh, Jimmy Iovini project. Oh. Or Iovine, uh, the guy who did Springsteen he also did Jay-Z. Or I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Dre, not Jay-Z. Dr. Doctor- Dr. Dr. don't Dre. don't mix them up dr Dre. Dr. Do- dr dr Not dr. dr Dre. PhD. Do- do- dr. Uh, dr dr Dre. dr The dr. dr. chronic dr Dre. chronic I, I mean. chronic illness mm. um they sold beets together for four billion dollars or something um he, he was the crazy. other guy on that deal
1: oh yeah how do you get that much out of a vegetable well they didn't they got it out of a fruit because they sold it to apple oh <laughs>
0: i'm sorry <laughs> i'm
1: so sorry i didn't know I didn't know what I was Season doing! Season two was supposed to be better. Willie! And then he comes back.
0: It's okay, Willie. I wasn't really sad.
1: Speaking of music, he, his name is Willie Nelson. It is. Um, he is a lovely fellow. Um, he is my best friend. My best good buddy. And, uh, That's very true. But he's on top of the audio recorder, ain't he? Yes, he is. Here we go, pal. Now, please what more take a hint s- and stay down. Let's see. What other lies can I tell you about this? <laughs> <One of them. laughs> Um, (laughs) No, no, no,
0: that's not a lie. That is a great song. I would say it's probably in the top five, but that that Darlene Love track off of that Phil Spector album, there's nothing else like it to get the Christmas mood going. And Mm. if you're out there and you're saying, "Oh, Mariah Carey, no, 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 no. Darlene Love was the Queen of Christmas before Mariah Carey was even, like, alive. Uh, We're talking 1960s. Mariah Carey was not alive in the 60s? No way. I don't think so. No way. She was famous so. in, the, in the 90s, and she was like 20. Yeah. No way. So Darlene Love was cemented already, along with, you know, that whole album is great, The Crystals and everybody else on there, hmm. um, that Philly's Records, well, Christmas from Phil Spector, a, a Christmas Gift for You, I think it's called.
1: Another great uh, Christmas album that I enjoy. I, I, I haven't gotten it yet because it's like $1,500 now. No way, I can help you. Because he died. So, and, but MF Doom, oh yes, uh, has a it. Christmas album, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that album. I'll yeah. put that on, throw it on there, you know. I because I
0: I, I've, I, I I guarantee you, maybe not this year, but within the next couple of years, you will see a reissue or repressing of that album yeah. because that's a super popular album.
1: It's great, but like, uh, it, it's one of those things where I just like I've always had this idea of like having a Christmas party and having the old you know record player going in the background Bing yeah, Crosby yeah. you know your your other wife beaters and uh,
0: <laughs> I there's a song by Bing Crosby that I like to bring up um for Christmas stuff I can't believe we're talking Christmas music but we'll we'll keep going um it just it, we, it just sprung up it, from it, the it, pokes. yeah um they uh it's called Christmas in Killarney and, and
1: all of the folks at home yeah. yeah and then
0: there's another one that's Christmas is it comin' Yeah, those two songs together are my favorite Bing Crosby Christmas songs, and they don't play them anywhere. Like yeah. they always play White Christmas, which is great. Um, Happy Holidays, you know. They, there's a, a few of the key Bing Crosby songs they play. They never ever play Christmas is a Comin', and it's one of my favorite. When I'm feeling blue and when I'm feeling low, then I start to think about the happiest man I know,
1: you know. It's, yeah,
0: it starts out and it's automatically like, oh, who's this guy? And of course, it's Santa Claus. Um, St. Nick. So, you know, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I can, I can actually branch back into regular music with this because I found all of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And when I say all of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I mean, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Sabotage and, um, all they, they're another one. They have like 50 bands made up Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And then like they descended into 50 bands. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, there's so many things like that. But the biggest one, which I was talking about earlier when we were grabbing some of these records, is stuff like this Jedi Mind Tricks album here. Yes. So, this is a rap group that is made up of several members from other rap groups. There's this. There's Army of Pharaohs. Yep. Um obviously most of them are branched off of Wu Tang or at least in some way related or they weren't Wu Tang and then they became Wu Tang.
1: Yeah. So eventually we all return to dust and and become Wu Tang. Yeah.
0: Um
1: because it, it is for the children and also uh yes, cream. Hmm. Cash, cash rules, rules everything, everything around me. me.
0: Wow, that's the whitest that's ever been recited. It has. Uh it, cash it, it, rules it. everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I grew up on the. T- <laughs> I like. I like that the two of us both said dollar instead of dollar yeah. when we said it out loud. I like that because it's it's the whitest
1: way that you could possibly it say is, it. We, and we are the whitest people. Um, well, I definitely am. Um,
0: here's another one. This is Mob Deep. These are these are Chris's records, by the way. We're being very careful with them.
1: Shook ones. Shook ones part two. Ooh. So. Ooh. It's a great because I also. Uh, I'm going to link this into Jiu-Jitsu jiu- real quick because like there are some like Wu-Tang is a great one
0: yeah well a lot of Mobb it's based Deep. around sounds that they sampled from
1: martial arts movies yeah.
0: and it just it's a kick-ass it works soundtrack. correct it
1: works uh, another great band for like uh, another great group for uh, you know uh, Jiu-Jitsu martial arts is Run the Jewels yes just amazing it gets the gets get people there, there are
0: certain songs that are just like all power.
1: Yeah. You know. am looking through to see what else. I think that's it. Looking through to see what else.
0: Yeah. We already looked at uh, Don't know Dr. what Dre. to do with ourselves. So oh, here comes William. Is he going to jump on the table again? <gasps> Find out next week. No, we still get a little time. Yeah. Yeah, we got... Eh, it's like another 20 minutes. Another 20. For this one. And then, you know... Just to break down the illusion for you folks, we usually do two in one sitting. Look at that. You see, Rick is gainfully employed. I am. And therefore, uh, you know, he doesn't have the schedule to be able to just drop everything.
1: I'm what uh, you call... I
0: am just, you know, a clumsy lout. You are.
1: Wow. I I feel like you wanted me to, like, disagree with you. And you were I, fishing there. I mean, yeah, I did. You were fishing. Because there's lots of great spaces in Rhode Island to like go fishing. In. Not not in my you know, dining room. You live room.
0: right by the water. You live right. If we yeah. went two feet that way, we'd yeah. be in the drink.
1: Take a piss. You're hitting the ocean over there. Yeah. From the front door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yet you're doing your fishing here. And sit it out there.
0: Your shirt's yellow. That's pee, huh? I don't have my water bottle here, but my water bottle is also always pea colored You bought a I did. shaker. I did. Um, so... All right, so uh, I, I have a lot of Yetis. I have the 26-ounce bottle. I got the 18-ounce bottle. I got the 10-ounce um, coffee mug. I've also got yeah. the 10-ounce travel coffee mug, which is the only thing that fits in my car, I swear to God. Um, then I have the... 24 inch uh I'm sorry, ounce, not inch, 24 ounce mug, uh, which is literally just the coffee cup, but taller. And then I've got the 14 ounce coffee cup, because that one I use for ice cream and stews. And then I have the 10 ounce low ball. I've got oh, is he back? Yep. He's on the I've got the 10 ounce lowball. Anyways, I got a lot of yetis. Yeah. I have never bought the twenty ounce tumbler because I had the 20 ounce travel mug. I dropped it once, but I still have it and I still use it. And if I go out and I want a lot of coffee, that's what I use. It's like a medium coffee size of, you know. Not yay big, right? Mm. A little smaller. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's a regular size coffee mug. Yeah. Um, but I've never gotten the 20 ounce tumbler because I was like, why would I need the 20 ounce tumbler? I have the 20 ounce coffee mug that has a handle. Tumbler doesn't have a handle. And then I've been using a water bottle, like, for everyday drinking, and I hate it. I just want a cup. I want to be like a person again. So I could go upstairs and use one of the glasses, like a peasant. But instead, yeah. I found a sale at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, has very good sales on Yetis a lot of the time. And because the yellow ones are now out of circulation, they're trying to get rid of their stock. So they've sent a bunch to Marshalls and TJ Maxx and Tar- uh not Target, um, Goods. And if you go into the back sections of those stores, you can find Yetis, but none of them have been yellow every time that I've gone. I've been looking for, like, the big gallon ones. I've been looking for the half-gallon ones. I've been looking for the 12-ounce can Colster things. So, finally, they had the tall boy 12-ounce can Colster, and they've made a shaker lid for the 20-ounce tumbler. The shaker lid turns it into a shaker for, like, alcoholic drinks. Now, I'm not a drinker. But I like to entertain. But now you're gonna be. Thanks, Yeti! I mean, that's definitely a possibility, too. But more likely, it'll just sit with my other Yetis until I have, like, my own place again, and then I have all that stuff ready to go. Like, if somebody comes Ready to go! Yeah, of course. You see? You see, he doesn't understand.
1: He doesn't understand. You You just named off, like, 30 different things that you have. And you're like, they're just ready to go! I use all of them. Like, I oh man,
0: the, I have the 10-ounce
1: wine I know glass. You, I know you do, but you said ready to go for when people come over. Like, the, like They're going to be like, oh, man, I wish I could harvest this kidney right now. I, I wish there was something I could put it into, like a receptacle of some sort with ice. And you're like, oh, my time has come.
0: <laughs> I, don't have the, I don't have the ice bucket. That's ridiculous. It's over $200
1: for that ice bucket. How much have you spent collectively on getting? do you think? I mean, let's get depressed real quick. Tis the season, am I right? I I will
0: go through I'll do a favor for the for the audience. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a number on the screen of how much I've spent on Yetis to the best of my recollection, because a couple of them I got in stores I don't really remember, but I did buy them all on credit and I I keep meticulous books. So I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna I'm gonna workshop it, I'm gonna figure out. Yeah. I had to buy an extra cap at one point that was like twenty bucks. I had to buy straws which were like twenty bucks. Um, A straw. It's 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah, because they... Well, they have to be the right size, Rick. Otherwise...
1: What's Only it? in America. So, um, so before
0: you... So, so, hey, that's, hey,
1: that's hey. like, brand new. How does that have shit on it? Uh, Because uh, paint. We were painting. The, the, the place is nicer now. Look at It...
0: First of all, it's very nice. William. Willie, this is, like, six times. How are you not getting the idea? How are you not getting the cats idea? Cats don't bub? care. They don't care. I thought cats don't dance. Anyways, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. He's not All right. sorry. I am kind of sorry. All right. So with the yetis, um, I'll just say, the shaker was something that I had looked at as soon as it like came up that they made this lid, and I was like, that's a clever idea. So I decided to get the shaker. I, every once in a while, like a mixed drink, okay? And it's nice to have the option to be able to shake it and put it into the lowball, which I already own. But I also got a second tumbler because I'm fucking crazy and I need a water cup. $2,000. There's no way it's that much. Here's the real number. Here's the real figure. It's right here.
1: And I don't know what it is, but here's my reaction Mm. to it.
0: I didn't realize I had spent that much. Why do you do this stuff to me? Pfft. Anyways. <clears throat> um, so with music, uh, I have learned a ton about how music is packaged, how they send CDs out, how they do digital releases on iTunes, how yeah. all that stuff kind of fits together in this one big music machine. Um, Right now, let me see that Pogues record Or actually, uh, Marty Robbins
1: Marty Robbins Because that's
0: a better example This Is great Because this is a very old album That they've repressed A new vinyl It's got bonus tracks on it This is a great, great, great product There's nothing wrong with this Let me see that Pogues record This is a cash grab. This is designed to get idiots like him to buy it because, Oh, I like that album. I think that album's great. There's nothing about this that's any different from the one that you already own that's the two. in storage. The
1: two I already own.
0: Right. It's literally the same pressing. No remastering, still 1988 on the back, all this stuff. It's green. That's why it's only 16 bucks, which is totally fair. Yeah. If it's below $20 for a single record, you got a deal. If it's $5, $3, $2, and it's a used record, that's acceptable. It's in it's in that quality. This is a brand new record. This is a good deal. But it is a cash grab. Because they're like, oh, only 2000 available. But there are thousands of this record out there in various different colorways and everything else. This is the biggest grift of all time. It's not Taylor Swift? This is one song. They put Love Me Do on here, so it's a 12-inch you know, A-side, B-side, maxi single, it's a 12-inch A-side, B-side, maxi single, which means that it's going to be the highest audio fidelity you can get out of vinyl for one song. It's uh, 12 inches, and it's, I believe, uh, probably uh, 33 and 3rd RPMs, but maybe 45 RPMs like they do for regular singles, which spins a little bit faster. And the sound quality is supposed to be better, it's supposed to be louder. They released this version. They released the blue version I got in the 7-inch. They released a crystal clear 7-inch. The black 7-inch and 12-inch. The blue 7-inch, which is different than the white and blue marble. And then they released a cassette tape. One song. One song. Okay? Then, they decided to put this song, which I don't hate. We talked about this earlier. Onto the red and blue compilations, which I want. Still waiting for them to come in the mail but you know I pre-ordered them you know we'll see by the time this video comes out I'll post right I'll post right here whether or not I ever got the records
1: still waiting I gotta wind up my cl- my old-timey conductor clock
0: you don't really wear that to work do you Rick I do you pull that out in front of people oh
1: yeah I pull lots of things out in front of people that's why I'm not allowed in the cinema anymore whoa. Oh.
0: No, that's not the reason. Anyways. Pee Wee Herman job. (laughs) Hey. Rest in peace. Um, So this is a grift. I'm hook, line, and sinker. They fucking got me. But this is a grift. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's also a CD version of the single. And then there's the digital files and all that stuff. Oh, hdtracks.com, 24-bit flack. Which you can get from the CD, folks. If you you get the $5 CD, you don't have to pay $30 for the, the crazy tracks or whatever. Anyways. Taylor Swift might be the biggest grifter of all time. I, oh, I love the music of Taylor Swift. I, I think that too. her, I think her re-recording policy is one of the best things that's happened to music in years because what it is is her taking back control for the artist.
1: Uh, yes,
0: queen.
1: Yas. Yeah, Yas, queen. I apologize.
0: Thank you. I think Taylor Swift's shows are excellent. I think that her putting out the Ares tour as a movie was a really nice thing to do for fans who couldn't make it to the, the arena. It was very expensive. I think it's kind of shitty to do that to the fans that did go to the arena and paid all that money. Because now there's like a Director's cut version with like all the songs. So, you know, that's kind of shitty to do. But I noticed this when Taylor Swift released Midnight's. Midnight's was her last album before 1989 Taylor's version came out. Mm. And uh, I believe that's the way it went, because the last reissue album came out before Midnight's, I think. Not totally sure. I think maybe Speak Now came out after t- uh, Midnight's. But I went to Target today. Okay, I found that. There are four different versions of Taylor Swift CD. There is the classic, the deluxe, the sunrise yellow. Oh, no, there's more. The um, aquamarine green. Um, There's one that's like rose red or rose pink or something like that. They all contain the exact same tracks. There's a bonus track on the deluxe edition that's Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar, which he did with her back in 2014, 2015. And um, there's a vinyl at Target with another bonus track. I actually have this vinyl, the Tangerine Edition, which contains Sweeter Than Fiction, Taylor's version. That was a song from a movie soundtrack released as a single back... You know, at the same time. So then, three days later, she announces Taylor's version, uh, 1989 Taylor's version TS Deluxe Plus. And there's another bonus track, one of the From the Vault tracks that comes on the regular album, Slut, Acoustic. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. You're telling your fans who are largely going to be young ladies either people who are up to about 25 there's definitely the crowd of people my age a little bit older than me millennials who grew up with Taylor Swift and are the same age who are just fans oh my god but you're telling these these people to go out and buy the same album 6 times For what? Midnight's was the most egregious because it was like, you have to buy four copies of the album to make up this fucking clock on the back. That's what it is. There are four different vinyl colors, like pressed on different colored vinyls. And one of them is like, oh, it's like, you know, uh, one, two, three, and then four, five, six, and then seven, eight, nine, like 10, 11, 12. And it's just like you have to get four of the records and then you have to buy this fucking clock thing for the middle and it's a clock. That's like, okay, let's say they're 20 bucks an album. Minimum. Low ball.
1: Low ball. Low ball. They're
0: usually they're, 22 they're... and maybe even a little more for some of these variants, right? Yeah. $80 plus whatever the clock is. So maybe like a hundred bucks and then you don't even get all the tracks because that's not the Lavender edition. that That's not the Till Dark edition. Or, or the After Hours edition. No, 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 no. It's not the 3 a.m. iTunes edition, so you don't get all the fucking tracks. You get the same bass version of the album, and I think it's a double album, so it's probably 40 bucks per album. What? How How does one get away with that? How do I get in on this grift? Because uh. that is unbelievable to me. I'm mean, in the store today. I have all of these images. You know how much the images cost of these album covers? It
1: cost nothing. Big Big ol' goose egg. egg.
0: Big ol' goose egg. So, on my iPod, on my iPad, I have everything, I have all this stuff. It's all, you know, the first part of it, up to track 13, original album art. That's how I like it. Then I got the deluxe tracks on their own thing. I got the From the Vault tracks on their own thing. I can listen to those separately. Breaks it up so that I'm not listening to 26 songs of Taylor Swift. I'm listening to 13, or 6, or 3, you know, easier that way for me. Um, just the way that I have everything structured in, in the, like, iTunes. I don't understand. It pisses me off to no end, as you can tell. I can. And, like, the Pogues thing that I was like, this is a grift. It is. You've bought that album three times?
1: Three, uh, at least three times. Right. On, so imagine, on vinyl.
0: imagine that mentality, Yeah. but with Taylor Swift. And it's just... I mean, like, I'm glad I didn't already own 1989, which is my favorite of her records. I love the new recording, so I'm like, this is fine, I'll get this on vinyl. The day I said to myself, you know what? I'll bite the bullet, I'll get this version, it's got the bonus track. It doesn't have the Kendrick Lamar track, but it's got the bonus track. A a day later, it comes out that she's doing this additional track for an additional Deluxe Plus edition, and it's like, dude, you just released the album. Why didn't you release it as... The album, the Deluxe Plus edition. That's it. I I just don't I
1: don't get it. Precious. Precious. Um Because the thing is also, next year it's gonna be some other bullshit. Yeah. Like she made the clock. She's gonna make a calendar next year. You had to buy all twelve fucking things. Yeah. And then she'll make the, the, the air fryer, the, the Taylor Swift air fryer. I the, you know, I, like- hope, I hope she
0: does do the calendar, because then you can sue her. Because that's going out live. I hope she does the calendar. I hope she does the calendar, and I hope that you can sue her ass off.
1: What's left of it?
0: Get your beak wet.
1: Get your beak
0: mm. And again, wet. I love Taylor Swift's music. I have no problem with her as a person.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in that whole Kanye West-Taylor Swift thing, Taylor,
1: easy. Yeah, Kanye's a fucking cunt.
0: Yeah, and, and him and... Uh, Kim Kardashian were recording the call behind her back and all this stuff. You know, fuck
1: them. Yeah, Fuck them. Fuck fuck the both of them. I have no love.
0: No love for Kanye. No love for Kim Kardashian. Don't understand any of the... Oh, Kanye's a genius. I've listened to all of Kanye's music. Kanye is no genius. Kanye had a few decent samples on the first few albums he did, and he's coasted off that the rest of his career. And if Kanye West wants to come down here and fucking tell me I'm wrong... Hey, Kanye, why,
1: why don't you graduate to from being a fucking stupid bastard, huh? Yeah. What the, the fuck g- are you doing? Graduation. All
0: all that guy had to do was be cool. Yeah. That's it. Just I like cool. me some Jesus walks. I like me some power. And you everyone's,
1: know? everyone's like, "Oh, he's mentally ill." So are we. We're all yeah. fucking mentally ill. You fucking stupid. Yeah, con. I'm out of my fucking mind. We are out of our goddamn Looney Tune minds. Yeah, it
0: doesn't mean that we get to do fucking crazy shit. Yeah, without getting around caught.
1: A, I guess a Nazi now. What the fuck is going on with Kanye? I, I even that it's old, and now I don't even know what the fuck he's doing now. I don't care. He's he's
0: got a new wife. Who is like a model, and they've just gone around trying to get attention. It seems like it, all I ever hear is like, "Oh, Kanye and his girlfriend—they did this crazy thing," and it's like I don't care. I, I just don't I,
1: care. I, I, I don't give a Frenchman's fuck. Like I, I don't give a flying whooha. He's another one. So yeah. there are three people right now. I, I'll 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 add uh, Kanye as a third in this. That if I could fight, yeah, I'd throw down mm-hmm. one. John Lennon. Yep. Two? Uh, well,
0: not for me. Um, no, that's for me. If I ever... I, I'm going to go off on a little thing before you get to number two. If I had the opportunity to go back in time and save John Lennon's life, I'd fucking do it. I could take Mark David Chapman, that pussy. You oh, yeah, kidding? fucking pudgy bitch. You know what he did? He, he okay. got him... Okay. No, 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 no. He got him to sign a record. Yeah. And then John and Yoko left. And when they came back, he shot them then like a coward. And then he stood there. He, he, didn't just, waited. Do he just waited to be arrested. Just waited. And it's like, why'd you do this? And he's like, well, I love The Catcher in the Rye. And then Jared Leto did that movie. Have you ever heard about this yeah. story?
1: Yeah, you, you Gained all the weight? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Jared Leto, uh, who I hate, gained like a shitload of weight for this movie with Lindsay Lohan. And it was about Probably. Mark David Chapman. And um, it came out and nobody, nobody liked it. Nobody cared. Everybody was just like, you're a fucking asshole. And he has lived up to that ever since.
1: Ever since. Um, yeah.
0: My favorite scene of Jared Leto, you know what it is? What? Fight Club. Angel we're Face. Just,
1: just, yeah. Felt like destroying something beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's great. Oh, I, I meant to tell you, too. Um, I got Casino and I got Goodfellas, 4K. And I watched Goodfellas for the first time in years. Ooh. And then I watched Raging Bull. And before that, I watched Casino. And that was one hell of a triple feature. Very Gosh. long worth it yeah casino maybe the most brutal of those three
1: movies it it definitely is um
0: raging bull it's just like a weird emotional through line of that movie of just rage and violence and it's like nothing else i've ever seen out of a boxing movie because mostly it's like ah that shit stays in the ring and like you know rocky's not fighting guys out of the ring yeah it's always just what's in the ring. This guy fought everybody. He fought his wife. He beats the shit out of his wife to the point where, like, he goes over his brother's house, beats the shit out of his brother in front of his kids and his wife, and then his wife comes in like, stop it, stop it, Jake. And he turns around, and he fucking clocks her, knocks her out on top of his brother. Yeah. And then he, like, leaves, and there's this shot of the two kids, and you're just like, holy shit, this dude's a fucking animal. And he wrote this book, and he was at the premiere and he was alive until like 2020. How do you survive with that much rage?
1: So four people, I would fight uh, that guy. Uh, <laughs> Jake LaMotta? Jake LaMotta. Oh, I'd okay. fight Jake LaMotta. I'd <laughs> fight uh, John Lennon. Um, this might be because I, I. What about John Lennon?
0: I want to go into I just that because we got a couple of minutes. Then we got to wrap up. I
1: just but... think he's a cunt. In what sense? He, he gives off an air of cuntishness.
0: That's just a thing you say. What do you mean? Like what's the uh, think about
1: this for a minute? like
0: what's the thing about John like is it imagine because that's real early in his solo career?
1: No, no, it's it's more of just like i I feel like if you if you walked in and you talked to him, it would be more of like him waiting to talk. you know what I mean? yeah like th- th- there's a there's a like it's some sort of feeling I get from John. I don't think I'm the only one here either. The, well, the, you're the only one here. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, not not the collective here media, of our the, audience. The, the collective here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using the royal here.
0: I, I definitely think... W- my opinion of Lennon is that... And I'm not trying to defend... Because he did he did slap his wife. Like, that's not cool. He also almost deafened Sean Lennon. Which is also not cool when he was yeah. like a, a child. And Sean has talked about this story. It was like he was trying to cut his steak. He he just he was doing something like a little kid. You know? And just not doing it right. And his dad just went up and screamed in his eardrum. And yeah. they went to the hospital. He almost—he was like temporarily deafened, but it almost deafened him. And he's a, a musician now. He's got the um, few projects, but the Claypool Lennon Delirium, which I really like. Yeah. Um, my uncle once said about Sean Lennon, like, he's had a publicist since he was five. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means I'm
1: supposed to not like him because of that. Does, no? he ha- does he also have a publicist that is five? Is <laughs> just grown up the whole time. Um, Today, Sean bought, brought a, a, a graham cracker to me, and then I didn't eat it, but it was still mm-hmm. good. But
0: with Lennon, there's a lot of, like, Imagine is a very, like, communist-leaning song, and then he doesn't really practice that. He's, like, a rich dude in New York. Not, in not,
1: I, I, I don't care about the hypocrisy. I just think he looks and acts like a cunt. Okay. And anyway.
0: I, I From everything I've seen of John Lennon, which is admittedly a lot more.
1: Yeah. I don't really think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, I,
0: I think he would have been a good shit to have a beer and a smoke with, maybe, honestly. Maybe,
1: maybe I could see that. But the If, next, if the,
0: you were in that circle. Otherwise, you're just one of the
1: little people. I the think. next guy. So I'll put a pin in uh, John, John Lennon. Lennon.
0: We'll talk about that on the next one. we got yeah. another hour.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm a fan of the goth girls. Sure. Right? And, um, Who isn't? So this one is going to like probably put me on the outs. Oh. Morrissey, fuck Morrissey. I would kick the living shit. I out knew of that Morrissey. about you because you talk about it often. I, I, I say it often, but like, he's a piece of shit. I would kick the shit out of Morrissey. Fuck you, you ten-ton truck. Yeah, <laughs> that ten-ton truck is called fucking Rick Did you see? Owens, Did and you he's the... kicking you right in the dick. You fuck. <laughs> Did you... you see the Mario Wonder? No, I didn't.
0: And if the Mario Wonder bus Crashes into us, just like singing around. And meanwhile, to die by
1: your side is a wowie zowie way to die, because that's the uh, thing they say in the new game. Ugh, just that's the same thing, but turned up to the nth degree. Yeah, he's just a cunt. He's yeah, a he's a cunt. I would beat the. Oh. I, there are. He's songs, still alive too. There's still time.
0: Yeah, there are songs I enjoy from the Smiths and from Morrissey. I completely divorced them from the guy because I can't stand yeah, him. He's an He's he's somehow anti-meat and right-wing, like super right-wing. super right-wing. And he's a fucking prick. He's also racist and sexist and everything else. Yeah,
1: he's he's like everything bad, Yeah. but the girls with the colored hair are just like, yes, daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. So what's the third person? Or the, well, fourth. Fourth person.
0: I forget. And that's all that we have time for here on Don't Start Me Talking. I'm Rick Owens. And I'm Benny Williams. Fuck you, Morrissey. Yeah, seriously. There's a song by Sparks, too, that I'll mention right before we go that's called Lighten Up, Morrissey. And um, it's wonderful. It's about a guy whose uh, girlfriend is obsessed with Morrissey. And so he's going like, dude, lighten up so that I can get laid. See you next time. We're going to hold on this. We're going to hold on this.
1: I've been holding in a piss for 45 minutes. Dude,
0: me too. I I meant to go when I got here. We're going to cross streams. No, we're not going to do that. I'm going to go first. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to. You're
1: the fourth person.